1: Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. If you weren't here at 1205, you know you missed the first half. But you know you can get it. Go to kns, knssradio.com. And up in the upper right corner, uh, right next to the Listen Live, is podcast. Hover over that, bounce down to Good Life Guy, and uh-oh, there you are. And there's over two years worth of programming, so uh, you can do that. And Max loads stuff instantly, so... The first section is already loaded, so you could go listen and catch up. Um, My guest today is Sandra Gutierrez. Sandra's a a journalist, a food writer, a food historian, uh, a cooking instructor, and more importantly, the author of four great books. Some have been on The Good Life before, and this one I think is her greatest. It is called Latinissimo, home recipes from the 21 countries of Latin America. And Sandra, it begs the question, Have you been to all of them?
2: No, I haven't. I haven't been to all of them. I've been to a lot of them, but not to all. And in fact, I had planned a very large trip to 23 different cities. And the week before we were supposed to leave, my husband and I, the world shut down with COVID. And so... I had to come up with uh, ideas on how I was going to accomplish all the interviews and visits to uh, libraries and people that I had already lined up. And Zoom became my saving grace because I was able to interview many, many more people than I ever would have been able to in person. Yep. And I, um, we organized cooking classes. We organized cooking discussions where I would have 12, 16 uh, cooks from, a different, from the same city or country or place. Discussing one dish only and I would get all of these variations and all of this information about how it's made and this and the other and then I would develop a recipe and I would test it and base it on that on those interviews. And by the same token, I had been already for the last 30 years traveled and collected a lot of old manuscripts, handwritten notes, interviews, um, et cetera, et cetera uh, from Latin America. So it ended up being good for me that it was COVID because it forced me to sit down and put everything that I had together. But it was really sad because I wasn't able to go in person and see a lot of these people. Although you will see a lot of the recipes in the book, and every recipe that I got from someone else is perfectly credited to the person that I took it from that they gave yeah. it to me because credit needs to begin and where credit is.
1: Yeah. And you're talking, and I always say if the first chapter, the introduction, and the first chapter of a book, are a wealth of information it's that's worth the cost of the book everything else is bonus and in your introduction in in the essentials uh, pages there's just that you know you got the history of latin american cuisine which talks about all the various influences from long ago that made the foods and and then of course there's pictures that make you hungry whether it's uh, herbs uh oh well everything um it had to be a chore yeah, and putting it together and doing it as you did, you know, to find somebody who is willing to talk and share recipes to, to try and be inclusive as much as you could. And I'm sure that's why there must have been a lot of com- conversations between you, your publicist and the publisher uh, about how big the book's going to be and, and how many chapters and how many recipes. That had to be really a challenge.
2: That was a challenge at the beginning when we, that's how we started talking about the book because my original recipe list that I had was about 9,000 recipes. And you can't publish a book with that <laughs> amount of recipes. You'd need a barge to carry a book. <laughs> but uh, But I had to demonstrate to the publishing houses that I knew what I was talking about and offer them a lot of possibilities. So the next conversation was we knew it had to be much shorter, but how were we going to decide which recipes to put in? We had we to decide how we were going to organize the book. And so I had different options that I came up with. I thought I could do it by country, but if I did it by country, I was limiting myself to about 23 recipes per country, which is not enough to showcase the cuisine of any country. And um, then we thought, well, maybe a historical period, the colonial period, the pre-Columbian period. And I said, no, that is too historical. And this is a cookbook after all. So we decided to go, I think the best route was to showcase it by ingredients, some of which are native to the Americas, like corn and tomatoes and potatoes and chocolate, and some that came with a colonization, like rice and citrus and plantains and and some that are but that they have become so important to latin american cuisines that we think of them as latin america uh, it's hard for people when i to understand when i tell them that cilantro is middle eastern it's not mexican it didn't come from the americas it came from the other side of the world however we use it more than any other cuisines so that was the way that we decided to go at it and then came the exercise of shortening the recipe list but it made it much easier for me because i wanted to be able to thread the commonality of which we have a few, like that, the um, influence of Spaniards, for instance, in the basis of our cuisine, but also thread together the different patchworks that I had found in every single country so that when people open the book, they're actually, it's almost like looking at a whole quilt instead of just a little piece of here and a little piece of there. So that was very, very important to me. Yeah.
1: And doing it by these ingredients that, that make up so, so many different styles and types of cuisine from South America. I mean, the section on avocado alone, you know, this could almost be, each one of these sections could almost be a book on their own, uh, especially oh. the vegetable garden. You know, you, you you have that encapsulated with all the different things you can do with some of the vegetables from South America, and it just had to be so much fun, and... Again, you know, the potatoes section. And you go, how many recipes from South America use potatoes? A lot.
2: And many more. And the fun thing is that we have 357 official recipes but we stopped counting at 400 variations. I was able to put many, 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 many more recipes in the book in all the little side notes and little uh, information in the bottom on how people vary them from country to country. For example, the Venezuelan carne mechada, which is shredded beef, uh, which people now would probably recognize similar to the Abilia of Mexico, for instance. It's made with different ingredients. So all I had to do is give them the same recipe and say, but instead use this and this and this, and you'll have a Cuban ropa vieja. And so within the recipes, there are many, many sub-recipes that people could make to taste the different flavors of Latin America. And that's the thread that I'm talking about that allowed me to um, put together all of these different pieces in a way that it makes sense. Because truly, Latin American cuisines are like a horn of plenty. They never stop, and they never stop changing. Yeah.
1: Wow. Did you cook many of the recipes, or did you have a team that helped you— Double check the recipes and uh, make sure that everything worked right?
2: I developed and tested all of the recipes, absolutely all of them, three times. Once using a gas stove, once using an electric stove, one using an induction, induction stove to make sure that people had the right, you know, I could make an average for people who have different equipment in their kitchens. Then it went out to a professional tester, and then it went out to two home cooks. Of the, the background of which I was representing in each recipe, for them to try it and tell me is this, you know, as close to what you remember, and then the recipe worked. Everybody had to keep a diary photo by photo, step by step of everything they did. They couldn't substitute an ingredient. And then the most fun part is that because we photographed this book during the two weeks when we didn't have COVID supposedly in the country, and they opened up the U.S., and then they shut it down, yeah. We we photographed it in my house, right in the middle, a team of Eight friends of mine came to help me cook the, the meals. So um, we have about hundred, and we have about two hundred recipes photographed in the one hundred and fifty-nine recipes in the in photographs in the book. But they were retested that day again by people who had never tasted them. And that's what you see. So this is a book with recipes that 100% work. And we wrote them in both, I wrote them in both metric and imperial um, measurements so people across the world can use it. And the most exciting part is that Knopf agreed to publish the same book in Spanish at the same time. So there are two separate editions that have been published um, on Tuesday, which is when the book came out. And that's the first time that's ever done. The two books that are identical in content come out in two different languages on the same day.
1: It's so cool. Um, You know, your husband Luis or all your friends are really lucky. Uh, I my my invitation to be a part of that team got lost in the mail because I would have been. I know
2: you have to come and and eat. I won't make you cook. You can come and eat with us anytime.
1: Well, and you know, my kid lives eh, what about two hours, two and a half hours away from you. You're near Raleigh. He's in Charlotte. So, okay,
2: and one of my daughters is around there too, so you never know. We can make it happen.
1: Yeah, well, um, we got to take one more quick break, but I would like to pick a couple of ingredients and talk about them and a little bit of that food history. Uh, Chilies is going to be one of them because guy likes hot stuff. I I like flavor, and and in that section alone, again, could be a whole book. So I can't wait for you later when I put you on the spot on what book you and the publisher are going to be putting out in the future. I have a lot of ideas for you, but I'm pretty sure you Perfect. don't need it. Quick break. We'll come back and talk more with Sandra. Uh, go to goodlifeguide.com, Check out the book. There's links to her Facebook and X page. And then of course there's a link to acquire a book. Uh, it's uh, just released worth every penny. It's huge. I think if you only had one book, if, if you know how to kind of work around a kitchen and you just had this book, you could make a lot of people really happy. Uh, we'll be right back. More food, wine, and fun to come. Don't run off.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,